Hello, and welcome to another exciting edition of the Brain Ladle Trivia Podcast. I am your host, Davo. Welcome to Game 4 of the Fight for the Furby, our second tournament, our second major, the winner of which gains possession of Ricky the Furby, a butamous treasure, a wonderful trophy that you can display with pride. Or or hide in a closet. Or hide in a closet. (laughs) Neil, what are the rules and the standings? Well, the rules are every week we have a theme. And in that theme, we've got six categories. Each category has four questions. Each question is worth 10 points each. It's probably a few bonus points thrown in. And then there's a final question, which is worth up to 100 points. And as far as the tournament goes, the way we score that is the winner of each game earns three points. The second place gets two and third place gets one point. And as of the end of game three, Davo's in the lead with seven points. He's lost one and won two. Andy is uh, got six points. And Kells is in the, in the last place with five points. I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to, I'm just going to shake my fist appreciatively and we're we can move on how do you shake your fist appreciatively <laughs> yeah i'm trying to yeah, picture that yeah thank you <laughs> have you seen have you guys seen the the meme there's a guy on youtube who reviews uh fast food burgers and he he's taking a bite of a burger and it's so delicious that he's shaking his fist going damn 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 <laughs> no no. So he turns into Florida Evans. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys ready to get started on today's game? Yes. Depends on what it's about. <laughs> Can we pass? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot to mention that each game during this tournament, each player can skip a question. Well, not skip, but they can get a different question that may or may not be easier, but at least it'll be different. Right, Andy? Yeah. <laughs> and of course, it's totally random, so it's not like you're playing favorites. It is. Uh, today, the theme is probably going to be one that's going to benefit our, our history fans, because the theme is World War II. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right. Category one in World War Two is, Andy, what do you think? Science, Neil. Science, yes, it is science. (laughs) Of course, the science of World War II and equals... There's a lot of science in World War II. Plenty. Question one. Due to a lack of oil, German scientists developed a way to produce synthetic fuel from what rock? Locked in. Starting you off with an easy one here. (laughs) Hmm. I'm locked in. Oh, I'm locked in. All right, Kels, what's your answer? I said shale. Ooh, that's a good answer. David? I said coal. Andy? Yeah, I said coal as well. Hmm. The correct answer is coal. I never think of it as a rock, but I guess I do. It is. It's a sedimentary rock. It's a flammatory rock. That, that... That's true, also. (laughs) Question two. 
Germany created the first ballistic missile and used it against Paris in 1944. What was the short name, which is a letter and a number, of that missile? And for a bonus, who led the development of that missile? Oh, the scientist started. So it had a really long name, but it was known by a letter and a number. Uh, I'm locked in. I know the missile name. I'm trying to remember the name of the scientist. I should know that. I am drawing a blank, so I can't get the bonus, but I'm locked in with the answer. Yeah, I'm going to lock in. Uh, I have no idea about the bonus. Did you lock in, Devo? I did. I locked in first. <laughs> okay, Devo. Then answer first. Uh, it's the V1. And I believe the person who developed it was Werner von Braun. Oh. Andy? It's not the V1. The V1 didn't work. It's the V2. But Devo's right oh. with the bonus. Dang it. And Kels? I said V2, Secret of the Ooze. <laughs> the, yeah, Andy's right. V, the V1 was uh, a cruise missile, not a ballistic yeah. missile. And I don't, I'm not sure if they used that one uh, successfully or not. Andy said he did, they didn't. So I'm, I'd be fine with that. Uh, so the correct answer is a V2. And this gentleman came over to, after the war, came over to help us with our space program. His name is Von Braun. Hmm. Question three, what does the U in U-boat stand for? Locked in. Locked in. Locked in. Andy? Unterseeboot. Kels? I didn't know that. I just said underwater. <laughs> okay. Deva? Underwater. Yeah, I, I kind of told myself that I would give you credit for either one, the German or the English. Unterseeboot obviously means undersea boat, and underwater is close enough. So full credit all around. Yay. Yay. And question four, what was the name designated by British intelligence of the code used by the Germans? Oh, locked in. To be clear, I'm looking for the, I'm looking for the code, not the machine. Oh. Yeah, that's what I was I'm thinking unlocking. there, Andy. I was, all ex uh, yeah, I was super excited. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I guess I'm staying locked in. I... I locked in. I can't come up with anything different. I, I'm locking in probably with the same thing you have, Andy, because I don't have anything better. Yeah. <laughs> and if you two don't have it, I definitely don't. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll lock in with this. Kels? I said the Riddler code. <laughs> <laughs> Riddle you know? me this, allies. <laughs> I I said Enigma. And Andy. <laughs> I said Enigma as well. Enigma was the name of the, the device. The code yeah. was called Ultra. Oh, oh, right. Right. I knew that. Man. Oh, that's going to sting. That leaves a mark. Yeah. That is not very satisfying. I kept you from getting the perfect perfect score in science again, Andy. Yeah, yeah that's never going to happen, Neil. <laughs> you did it once, I think. Did I? I think so. Yeah, yeah, you did it. Yeah. Wow. 
Well, then I'm going to retire now. All right. At the end of round one, Kells has 20, Devo 22, and Andy has 30. Our category two is music. Oh, my God. Oh, no. I feel good about this. Of course you do. Of course you do. You guys know a lot about 40s music, don't you? I sure do. Unless you're talking about E40. I have no no chance. (laughs) (laughs) What about UB40? Uh, Yeah, I can can name a couple UB40 tracks. (laughs) All right, question one. Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy was a hit in 1941 for what musical act? Locked in. Locked in. <laughs> what? Have you ever heard that song, Kels? If I have, I didn't know it. Um, what? What? Uh, Andy, what company was the Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy in? Was it Company, company D? No, Company, company D. D is a dog, Davo. Yeah, he was the Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy of Company D. I think it was B, as in boy. B? B? No, I think yeah, it's B as in dog. Bravo. Yeah, well, look. Bravo or Delta? Is, is, uh, is between Bravo Company, Delta Company. Um, I'm locked in. I'm locked in. I know he's from Chicago. Wait. Now i got to look this up. <laughs> he was from. I'm looking it up, too, and you're right. It's B as in boy. Bravo. I it thought it was better. D as in dog. Okay. So I just, I'm trying to figure out how the boogie woogie bugle boy would be D, you know, kind of keep the alliteration going. But obviously, maybe that's why you guys listen to music and don't write it. Sure. (laughs) Sure. That's it. (laughs) Well, that and I have no rhythm. Ah. Mm. Uh, Deva, what's your answer? Uh, The Andrews sisters. Andy? The Andrews sisters. And Kels? I say UB40. <laughs> I would like to hear that remake. <laughs> Do you know what UB40 stands for? Uh, underwater Boat 40? I don't know. <laughs> it's in England it is the form you have to fill out if you're unemployed. I remember uh, that. To be on the dole. Right. Question two. What band leader volunteered to join the army and was presumably shot down over the English Channel in 1944? Locked in. Locked in. <laughs> wow. Um, I had nobody. A band leader, right? A band leader, yeah. I ain't no band leader, Kells. That's why I went first when he said band leader. I, I figured. Like, they never named that guy, I don't think. <laughs> Johnny Fontaine never gets a part in that picture. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've had it all over the world. Now you get the hell out of here. I'm sorry. Uh, quick aside. Um, <laughs> all right. I'm locked in. Okay. Andy? Glenn Miller. Kels? Ricky Ricardo. Oh. <laughs> oh. Deva. Glenn Miller. <laughs> Those were the days, Glenn Miller. If I may, I have a little trivia, trivia nugget about Glenn Miller. Um, it's not that he was shot down. Uh, actually, what they theorize is that, uh, or they're, they're fairly certain by tracing flight paths, 
it was common for the Allied bombers, as they were coming back over the channel, if they had bombs still in their payload, they would deposit them in the ocean. Because uh, it was dangerous to land with the bombs in the bay. And they're fairly certain that Glenn Miller's plane just happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. A, a bunch of bombers flew over his plane and emptied their payload coming back to England. Oh. And so he wasn't shot down. He was bombed out of the sky. I had read that it, it was possibly a friendly fire, but I didn't read the details of it. Wow. They're fairly certain because when he was shot down, we pretty much, the, the Luftwaffe was pretty much done. And, and certainly over the Atlantic, there weren't German flights. He also played a mean clarinet. He really did. He made the clarinet cool. He did. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> Question three. The title of the third album by The Clash was inspired by the call sign of the BBC World Service during World War II. What's the name of that album? Really? Okay. I'm locked oh. in with the only Clash album I know. Yeah, me too. Locked in. I thought this meant something else. Locked in, I guess. Kels? I just said London Calling. Deva? I also said London Calling. And Andy. As did I, the only Clash album everybody knows. <laughs> Apparently, the BBC World Service during the war would start off their their broadcast by saying, this is London calling. Nice. Huh. Oh, and real quick, I know two Clash albums. The other one's Combat Rock. That has, oh. has Rock the Casbah. With them on the train tracks. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that album. All right, question four. One of the most popular songs of the war with hit versions by Vera Lynn, Kay Kaiser, Glenn Miller, Kate Smith, and Jimmy Dorsey was titled after what British geographic feature? Locked, locked in. In. Hmm. I think. Well, I'm definitely locked in. I'm not confident. Mm. Does anybody here remember Vera Lynn? No. No, nah, I don't know. I, I remember that she's in that song. <laughs> I didn't, when, when I saw that she had a hit song with that, with that song, I'm like, oh, Vera Lynn. I always wondered who that was. <laughs> now I'll remember. She was huge in England during World War II. And of course, that's, that, that precedes Bring the Boys Back Home. And yeah. so that's what he's doing there. I'm locked in. Deva? Uh, the Cliffs of Dover. Andy? I wrote the White Cliffs of Dover, to be specific. And Kels. And I noticed you left Fergie off that list, so it's probably not London Bridge. <laughs> Was that your answer? Yes, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. Uh, it is fortunate, because the correct answer is the White Cliffs of Dover. David, I'll give you credit for that. Thank you. Because I know you know that the Cliffs of Dover are white. They are. Very um, it, apparently the guy that it was an American who wrote the lyrics to the song and he wrote something about the, the bluebird flying over the, the white cliffs of Dover, not realizing that there are no bluebirds in England. So that would have been a really strange thing to have happen. If it's a lost bluebird. <laughs> <laughs> Pismo beach. Here we come. <laughs> <laughs> to go. Wrong turn to Albuquerque. 
<laughs> At the end of round two, Kells has 30, Davo 62, and Andy 70. Apparently, World War II is not Kells' strong suit. It is not. But we've got four more categories to go. And the next one is Axis Leaders. Ooh. Let's see how much you know about the That's a guys. new category to the game altogether. Like it. Sometimes, sometimes I do different things. Kind of kind of <laughs> seeing Neil's wild side. <laughs> Question one. What was Adolf Hitler's first career choice? Locked in. Locked in. Locked in. Andy. Watercolor painter. Kels? As I said, painter. And Devo. Painter. He wanted to be an artist. When he failed to get into art school the second time, they told him that maybe he should become an architect. So that was the second choice. But he never really did anything to try to, to really do that. I mean, he did actually sell some paintings. But then uh, World War One started, and he decided he had a, a better chance at being an orator for a living. Those dirty millennials going for the easy way. I want to study art. I want to talk for a living. <laughs> All right, here's another easy one. Question two. Benito Mussolini is credited with founding what political movement characterized by far-right authoritarian ultranationalism? Uh, locked in. Locked in. Locked in. Kels? I'm hoping it's fascism. Deva? The Tea Party. No, no, wait. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <Ooh>. Fascism. <laughs> Andy? Fascism. Yeah, I didn't realize that he basically invented fascism, but apparently that's kind of his thing. Question three. I'll give you, uh, I'll take away a point for every year that you're off. In what year did Emperor Hirohito die? Oh, this is Ooh. tricky. I think I know this. Locked. Oh, hold on. Let me think. Locked in. Um, locked in. Uh, I'm locked in as well. Deva? I said 1990. Okay. Andy? 1988. And Kells? I'm 85. All right. The correct answer is 1989. Oh, was that by year? Both pretty close, or all pretty close. Devo and Andy each get nine points, and Kells get six. And question four. During the 1930s, Hitler adopted what type of diet? Locked in. Mm. Oh, man, I'm going to overthink this one. I'm locked in. I have no idea, but I ain't no Atkins started up that late. I'm locked in. <laughs> How do you think up. he's going to fit in them jodhpurs? <laughs> Andy. Vegetarian. So think about it for a minute. Hitler was a vegetarian painter that loved puppies. Yeah, <laughs> let that dogs. sink in. Kels? I also guess, well, I guess vegetarian. Andy sounds like he knew it. Devo? I also said vegetarianism, but I was thinking he might have been vegan but I wrote vegetarian. So the evidence is that he started becoming a vegetarian in the thirties, although 
some people say that they saw him eat meat during that time, but definitely after, uh, like I think 42 or 43, he was, he was full on vegetarian Hmm. and addicted to uppers and downers. Yeah. He was a speedhead. So were most of the pilots in the war too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Heck yeah. (laughs) Shout out to Steve Hart, friend of the show. Steve Hart. I don't know what's happening. (laughs) We never do. At the end of round three, Kells has 66, Devo 101, and Andy 109. Anybody's game. There's two favorites, I think. (laughs) So category three was the Axis leaders. Category four is the Allied leaders. Question one. In 1887... The president of the United States reportedly told a young FDR, my little man, I'm making a strange wish for you. May you never grow up to be president of the United States. Who said that? Locked in. 1887. Uh, okay. I got to go back. I'm locked in. <laughs> give give Mr. Lister a chance. <laughs> roll through him. To Washington Adams. Oh, I had to start that early. So, okay. so if I start at Teddy, who was who took over from McKinley, McKinley grabbed a torch from Cleveland. For Cleveland was Harrison in Cleveland again. Uh, I don't know what years that. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, um, I'll lock in. All right, Kels. I guess Grover Cleveland. Andy? Was indeed everybody's favorite purple monster president, Grover Cleveland. <laughs> Grover's blue. Oh, well, I'm colorblind. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for shattering my youth. thought it was purple like, every time. Eight, eight time. monster. Yeah. Blue. Uh-oh. Ah, my childhood is a lie. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Grover Cleveland. So apparently Grover was having a bad day and he would, I guess, uh, Teddy's father, I mean, Theodore's, yeah, Theodore's father brought him over to the White House when he was like eight years old. And uh, Grover just came out of the White House and said, basically, man, I hope you never have to deal with the crap that I deal with. At first, when I first heard the quote, I was thinking maybe maybe Teddy was such a, I'm sorry. I'm, I kept saying Teddy Franklin. It's Franklin. Maybe Franklin was just being like a real pest, but I don't think that was the case. I think it was just Grover was having a bad day. Happens to all the rest. Well, he had to deal with the count and the cabinet all the time. Just counting. That's one, one vote. Two, two votes. <laughs> All right, question two. Winston Churchill won a Nobel Prize in 1953. In what category? Ooh. Locked in. I am taking my Furby freebie. What? Yeah. I'm really confident in my World War II knowledge, but I have no idea about this one. Well, I'm locking in. All right. I'm going to put parentheticals over to guess. No, I'm not even going to guess. I don't want no. Okay, Davo. <laughs> uh, I said literature. 
That's why I would have guessed. I thought it was stupid. Okay. Well, thanks, dude. You're welcome. Well, I guess uh, peace. Okay. You won the peace prize. Well, uh, apparently it was for literature. Oh. <laughs> ah, I should have gone with my instinct. Okay, Andy. Pick a number between one and five. Seven. Mm. No? He won't get you there. <laughs> joking five you automatically lose <laughs> so, come on it's not the, no five i think five <laughs> all right what type of animal is a horned toad i mean i'm oh yips are you talking to hear it are you asking yips. what species what i mean it's a toad uh, much much broader than that. Much amphibian. What? No. What was the question? No, I, I was I was answering. <laughs> I was answering your question. What what species? And I and I said no broader than species. I am totally. Oh no! This is terrible. I do have the yips. <laughs> we know. <laughs> you haven't got one of these. I'm, are you kidding me? Easy. It's a frog. Everybody <laughs> Going with frog. Okay. A horned toad is a lizard. Oh. <laughs> I hate everybody. You should have went with literature, man. I know. I should have gone with literature. Wow. You just uh, can't take that nasty off-speed question. Man. <laughs> Pedro Serrano when it comes to the curveball. Are you saying Jesus can't hit a curveball? <laughs> did you guys know that one? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I did. For, because of T, is it TCU? Yeah. yeah. One frog. Well, is the, it TCU? The, let's move on. Let's <laughs> no, they're the horned frog. Yeah, TCU yeah. are the horned frogs. Well, yeah. The uh, same thing. I mean, same same thing, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, sorry, Andy. Damn. I mean, not that sorry, but kind of sorry. You're not sorry. How about how about an e another easy one? Question three: Who was Stalin's predecessor and mentor? Oh, locked in. Um, hmm. locked in. I don't know if this was his mentor or not. I'm a huge fan of Animal Farm. <laughs> 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 I want to lock in with Snowball, but I'm I'm gonna go with my. I'm gonna go with my heart. <laughs> I'm locked in. Andy, Vladimir Lenin. Oh, thank God. Devo, communism by <laughs> Lenin. <laughs> wow, you've been sitting on that one. Yeah, I was so excited when I heard that question. Wait, oh, I went with <laughs> Lenin as well. Good, Kels, because the correct answer is Lenin. Question four. What was the name of the plan that Truman implemented to help rebuild po post-war Europe? Oh. Locked in. in. I, uh, I'm going to be mad because I know this, but I got it mixed up with something else that I know is not right. But I'll take my fair be freebie now, please. Okay. Andy, what's your answer? Oh, a uh, Marshall Plan. Yes. And Dave uh, the Marshall Plan. Correct answer is the Marshall Plan. 
You know what else was floating in my head? Well, you could probably guess. It was no. it was the New Deal. It was oh, oh. Okay. like that's the first thing that when you said plan, I was like, oh, New Deal. No, that wasn't for them. That was for us. Okay. <laughs> All right, Kels, pick a number between one and five for your Furby freebie. I will go, go pick five. With, I'll go four. Four. Okay. This is one I know Deva would like. I'm pretty sure Kells is not going to like it. <laughs> How many people were in the band, the Thompson Twins? <laughs> oh, I got this. I got this. The Thompson Twins? Neither Thompson nor Twin. Uh, three? <sighs> well, wow. I think probably thanks to an assist from Andy, his <laughs> answer is three. <laughs> Yeah, thanks, Andy. <laughs> oh, come on. I didn't give them that. Everybody knows they weren't Thompson or Twin. Uh, Kels, have you ever know. heard of Thompson Twin? Nah, I don't know who that is. Can oh. you name a song by the Thompson Twins? If I don't know who that is, then no, I can't. I'm just Lay rubbing your it hands. <laughs> King for one day. Um, so, jeez. <laughs> yeah. Not only. I can keep going. That's how pathetic I am. Hit the off-speed trivia questions. You tip your own pitches to your opponents. You shut the hell up and you die. (laughs) All right. At the end of round four, Kells has ninety-six, Andy one thirty-nine, and Davo takes the lead with one forty-one. Ooh. No, I am not losing World War II to Davo. You know he's a history major as well, right? Yeah. A degree in history. medieval history that's like Dungeons and Dragons history. Wow, <laughs> wow, you're not f- too far wrong, but wow, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not missing the mark by much. I mean, your thesis had something about elves. <laughs> All right, category five is movies. About time, so. I was kind of I was looking around for movies about World War II because there are a ton of them, and I happened to cross an article. It was kind of one of those clickbait articles from Esquire.com, mm-hmm. and I was they had like the twenty best war, uh, World War II movies, and I was kind of flipping through them, and they had like a one word or one one sentence description of each movie, and I decided to just take eight of their descriptions more or less quoted directly from Esquire.com. And you need to tell me the name of the movie. Mm. And since there's eight of them, they're worth five points each. Okay. 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 So question one, a young Christian Bale stars as an English boy separated from his family in Japan controlled China. Locked in. Locked in. Locked in? Deva? Empire of the Sun. Oh, good. Kels? Empire of the Sun. And Andy? Empire of the Sun. That is the correct answer. Question two. George C. Scott gives a tour de force performance as the complex and controversial general. Locked Locked in. in. Kels? Patton. Andy? When you put your hand in a bunch of muck that was your best friend's face, you'll know what to do. Patton. Deva. Patton. Have you guys seen that movie before? Or I, have, I, have, 
That is one of the movies I can honestly say I've seen probably easily 20 times. Question three. A ragtag group of convicts bind together for a suicide mission on the eve of D-Day in this Oscar-winning epic. Oh. Locked in. Oh, God. Oh, my God. I have an answer. Oh, no. Devo. Come on. You know, when you... Well, I know the move. I I know. Locked in. I'm locked in with what I got. Oh, crap! I locked in with the wrong movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <Andy>. Me. <laughs> I just realized. Andy. I almost don't want to say because I know it's going to be a, a a movie, another movie. It's Kelly's. I put down Kelly's Heroes. And that's not it. David. Well, I put down the Dirty Dozen. That's it. Kels. Uh, starring frontman Eminem, I said uh, D12, the Dirty Dozen. Just <laughs> uh, Dirty Dozen. are shorter, right? I mean, dirty it's dozen. Dirty Dozen. Yeah. <laughs> and I just looked it up. It, it's a little misleading to call it an Oscar winner because it won for Best Sound Effects. <laughs> Come on. Wow. That's terrible. <laughs> did Kelly's hero win an Oscar? Is it Ernest Borgnine that has the really creepy role in that movie? Yes. Creepy. Now, Charles yeah. Bronson has a pretty creepy role in that movie, too. Yeah, Charles Bronson does as well, yeah. But Ernest you Borgnine in particular. Kelly's the vol- no, he, er, right. Ernest Borgnine was like the was the happy go lucky general. Or who's the who's the one that likes to murder women in that movie? I think you're thinking of Tully Savalas. Okay. Oh yeah. It's been yeah. a long time. It's been a long time, obviously, for me too. He had a weird name. It was Maggot. <laughs> it is a weird name. <laughs> that was his actual last name is Maggot. All right. Question four. This celebrated drama gives an inside look at what happens beneath, beneath the surface on a German U-boat. Locked in. Locked in. Um, locked in. Kels? Is it Das Boot? Andy? Das Boot. And Devo? Das Boot. Das Boot is the answer. Question five. A dutiful Italian father tries to shelter his son from the dangerous truth of the Holocaust. Locked in. Oh, God. What is the name of that movie? <laughs> locked in. I'm, I'm locked in. Andy? Life is beautiful. Devo? Uh, the wrong guy won the Oscar. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> Um, I didn't write that down. I wrote down Life is Beautiful, but Roberto Benini, I believe. Yeah. yeah. I could have easily went to Tom Hanks again. Uh, question six. This absur- absurdist take on propaganda film depicts the brutal death of Adolf Hitler. Locked in. What? I said... This absurdist take on propaganda film depicts the brutal death of Adolf Hitler. I'm locked in. Yeah, that life is beautiful. Basically checked all the marks for Oscar bait. Oscar, yeah, Oscar winners. <laughs> yeah. Holocaust movie. Yeah, historical piece. Um, yeah, just hit, the, just hit the sweet spot that year. 
I bet there's, I bet somebody out there has gone to the trouble of saying, okay, this is the point where Oscar bait started to happen because there were points when like there were places where, you know, you didn't have to get fat, get ugly, get handicapped, do a period piece. There was a point in time where you didn't have to do that. <coughs> Excuse me. And win an Oscar, you know, are you trying to go back to when that was like the last Oscar winner who didn't fit the bill? Yeah, I'd like to. I'd I'd like to look into that. I wonder if there's enough data points to algorithmically generate a perfect Oscar movie. Oh, I uh, there's got to be. They were hoping it was. No, nah, I'm not going. Well, I, I don't know if it'll pop up on this list, so I'm gonna hold it. I'm gonna hold Better not. It. All right, Andy, what's your guess? Uh, springtime for Hitler. Deva. Inglorious Bastards. Kels. Oh, Lieutenant Aldo Rain. Yes, Inglorious Bastards. Correct answer is Inglorious Bastards. Okay. I took out. I think there. I think the the Esquire dot com description mentioned Tarantino. I took that out intentionally. Yeah, I would have gotten it with that. I was thinking like his genuine death, and that's why I was trying to. I could not fathom a movie that had done that. Faces well, I don't of think death. He died brutally. He. He killed himself with a cyanide pill. I don't I took the easy way out. <laughs> well, relatively easy, I suppose. Okay, question seven. One of the greatest films ever made. This this one practically set the standard for the war torn romance genre. Mm. Oh, I'm locked in. Hmm. Oh, locked in. No, it'll probably be this. I'm locked in. Else? Well, I want to say what the other movie I was thinking of, but it might be the next one. But I went with Casablanca. Andy? Casablanca. Andy, well, dang it. I went from, with From Here to Eternity. That was my other one. Oh, that's a <laughs> yeah. good one. Yeah, it was a coin. That one was on the on their list, but the correct answer in this case is Casablanca. Dang it. And the final question is more of a deep cut. Two Japanese children struggle to survive in the waning days of World War II in this highly celebrated animated film. Oh, I'm, yep. Locked in. Oh, locked in. It's by my favorite, one of my favorite directors. And my wife will never watch it again because it made her cry so much. And, oh, I can't remember the name of it. Uh, I'm okay. I'm locked in. Andy? Baby metal. <laughs> Deva? It's got butterflies in the title. Other than that, I don't know. No, you're close, but not yeah. quite. Kels? Uh, Deva is Grave of the Fireflies. Grave of the Fireflies! The correct answer is Grave of the Fireflies. Miyazaki. It's a Miyazaki film. It's beautiful. It's one of those, it's kind of like Schindler's List where you watch it once and you're like, I never want to do that again, but it was amazing. Yeah. Well, Kel's caught up a little bit in that round with a perfect round. 
The scores at the end of round five are 136 for Kells, 164 for Andy, and 166 for Davo. There's one category left, and it is economics. Uh-huh. Ooh, that's got to be almost as fun as science. <laughs> Maybe more fun. Question one. What monopoly was Secretary of War Stimson referring to when he said, I'd rather have more sinful aluminum now than good aluminum too late for the war? I'm locked in. I'm locked in. I'm locked in. Andy? I've never heard the quote, but the only aluminum company I know from World War II would be Alcoa. David? I said U.S. Steel. And Kells? I also say U.S. Steel. Alcoa can't wait. <laughs> you probably most of you don't recognize that, but that was a, a commercial uh, back in the seventies. Alcoa was promoting themselves as a uh, very progressive company, and they just can't wait for other people to catch up to them. No, it's kind of a catchy tune. Yeah, no, it doesn't ring a bell, Charles. I remember it. that one. I'm blanking on that one. I guess that's just for those those old folks. (laughs) Back in the old days, we had commercials for aluminum. (laughs) (laughs) Question two. Series E savings bonds were more popularly known as what kind of bond? Locked in. Locked in. in. Devo? War bonds. Kels? I also want war bonds. Andy? War bond. They were known as war bonds. They raised a total of $185 billion selling bonds. They even had a kind of a payment plan where you could, you could buy stamps, which were much cheaper than a bond. Like if you, I think a bond was around 18 or $20. Um, But if you couldn't afford that all at once, you could buy stamps for like 50 cents and you built up enough stamps and then they would, you could redeem them for an actual bond. Question three. In order to conserve the use of bronze, the U.S. Mint produced pennies made of what metal? Locked in. Locked in. Locked in. Kels? Had no idea, and I said uh, brass. Andy? Copper. David? Steel. Oh, right. The answer is steel. Yeah, steel pennies. I think mm-hmm. for one or two years they made zinc-coated steel pennies. Huh. Should have thought about that more. <laughs> Question four: The U.S. spent about three hundred and fifty billion dollars on domestic wartime projects. About ten percent of that was spent in what state? I would like Locked my in. Furby freebie. You don't want to take a one in fifty shot, Devo? No. All right, I am locked in. Okay, Devo is passing. Cal, or Andy, what's your answer? New Mexico. Oh, I see what you did there. Mm-hmm. Kels, I said New Mexico as well because I believe they did a lot of testing out there. Mm. They did. However. The answer that I have is California because they built oh. a lot of ships there. Oh. And Shoot. a lot of other stuff. I was pretty confident in my answer. I thought it was between uh, California and Tennessee. 
rats. All right. So, Davo, pick a number between one and five. Number one. You wish. Number one. <laughs> Davo, what is the color of the black box on most airplanes? Uh, that would be black. Okay. Well, the correct answer is bright orange, so they orange. can see it after it crashes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but an excellent try, Grivo. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I like your trick. I like. Let me just say, for the record, <laughs> that I love the Furby freebie questions because you feel like you're going to go in there like, oh, I got this, but you throw us that little off-speed stuff. It's great. The funny thing is, some of them are super obvious. Mm-hmm. But I'm try- I try to switch them up enough so that you may not know which ones are super obvious. You're never comfortable. <laughs> that could be the slogan for, for us participants. You're never comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at the end of round six, at the end of the final, final uh, category, I've got Kells with 146, Andy with 184, and Deva with 186. So I got to say, it's looking, it's not looking so good for, for Kells, but you never know what might happen. He already has a jacket. Yeah, it's comfy too. I've got possibly the most depressing final question that we've ever had. Oh no. There were a lot of military personnel who died during World War II. I have a list of the top 10 countries ranked by military death from all causes and i need i just need you to name all 10 of those for 10 points each that is a bummer yeah downer this is specifically military not civilian casualties Mm -hmm. uh wait just one second bobble yes it's your friendly podcasting fanatic here to shout out my trivia brothers from another mother the Trivia Rogues. When you get a chance, pop on over to the Trivia Rogues and let Billy and the gang educate you on some things, Bubba. Funk on. And do remember to please look both ways before you cross my mind, baby. I promise next week we'll have a more lighthearted episode. I'm hoping. I have a chart. I show my A-push class. At the start of our World War II unit, which shows the fatalities, we talk about the pre-assessment. We talk about why you think these different countries had it, and some try to remember this chart. You should know it by heart by now. It, it's it was a little tricky with this question because the numbers they're hard to come up with sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like for the U.S., you have to get the roles from like four different branches of the military and add them all together and figure out if it was. So anyway, I got it all from Wikipedia who someone there did a whole bunch, a whole bunch of work to get these numbers and Wikipedia is the source of all knowledge. So, <laughs> right. Uh, I've got one. I'm going to put down here. But that one, that's I actually have a parenthetical on this. How can you have a, <laughs> let them have it, Andy. Let them have it. 
Just because I'm curious. It's more just for my own sake. Uh, I have my 10. But do you have the right 10, Dave? I don't know. I've got a, I've got one in parentheses I could pull the pin on just in case. Like, you know, if you're going to give me credit for having 11. Okay. That's, that's kind of an awkward analogy. Or a, that's why I said it. I like awkward humor. I'm locked in. Yeah, I have 10. I'm locked in. I'm really happy with this list. All right, let's start with Kells. All right. Uh, got the Soviet Union, Germany, Japan, France, Italy, the U.S., the U.K., China, India, and Austria. All right. And Andy? I... I guess I'm going to do Davos parathetical. I thought of India, but I'm pretty sure it's civilian deaths and not military deaths. I think if you have civilian deaths, India is in the top 10. That's my parenthetical. My list is Soviet Union, China, Germany, Japan, Poland, Italy, France, Austria, the UK, and the US. And, and interestingly, um, one third of the German fatalities were attributed to Captain America. David. <laughs> All right. I guess I wasn't giving France enough quote unquote credit for participation. I felt like they were, you know, they were knocked out of the war pretty early, but I, uh, I said the Soviet union, the uh, Germany, the United States, Japan, China, the UK, Canada, Australia, Italy, and Poland. And my parenthetical was Finland because they fought oh. the Russians really, really hard. Finland and Norway would be two interesting choices as well. Okay, let me tally up the scores here and see what we have. Short lived. The fatalities were really high, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I mean, I. I the winter was more than uh, fascinating. More than stuff. Canada, but okay. Oh, Canada was a huge participant in D-Day. I didn't know mm -hmm. that. Yeah, they had one of the beaches almost themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. And Australia did a lot, a lot, a lot of work in the Pacific theater. I mean, it makes sense now that you say it, but. Oh, uh, of course, I may have played too much Axis and Allies for my own good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I have the scores tallied up here. So, just some of the some of the some of the ones you guessed that did not make it. With thirty nine thousand seven hundred, Australia was number seventeen. Dang. Oh. Um, Austria, which uh, two of you mentioned, didn't make. The top 17 here hmm. um canada was 16 with forty-two thousand. finland was number 14 uh india didn't make the top list it was uh eighty-seven thousand. a lot more uh, civilians though with the with india um, yeah yeah nobody guessed hungary at number 12 with two hundred thousand. Oh. france didn't make the list oh. france was number 11 with two hundred and ten thousand. hmm so the actual ones that counted are number 10, Poland. Okay. Uh, number nine, Romania. 
Oh, uh, with wow. 300,000. Yugoslavia was somewhere between 300 and 450. Mm. Uh, Italy, I think everybody got the rest of these. Italy, um, UK, US, Japan had 2.1 to 2.3 million. China had 3 million to 3,750,000. Number two was Germany with four and a half to five and a half million, somewhere around in there. And the big loser, as far as deaths go, that that sounded awful, but um, USSR had somewhere between 8.6 million to 11.4 million military deaths. So, by my count, Kells got seven. Yes. Giving him 70 points and currently the lead with 216. Uh, short-lived. Andy, Andy got eight for 80 points and 264. And so Davo needed eight or more to win, and I counted eight. Oh, holy moly. Wow, that was close. Yeah. So final score, 216 Kells, 264 Andy, and 266 for Davo. Ouch. So let me get back to our well tournament done, Davo. page here. Thank you. The third, third win in a row for Davo. Wow. I really want that Furby. Apparently. Andy, and that is the second loss in a row for Kells. Yes, it is. So our totals right now are Davo has 10 points, Andy 8, and Kells 6. It's still anybody's tournament, though. Wow. Excellent game, y'all. Really good job. Nice work. Well played, you two. I I just want to say a quick thank you to uh, Werner Von Braun for the space program (laughs) and my victory. Wow. So you're thanking a Nazi for your victory. Interesting. (laughs) Former. Former. Supposed former Nazi. Yeah. (laughs) Well, excellent game, y'all. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was fun. Effie brain ladle. (laughs) I thought we'd lost contact there for a minute. Wow. (laughs) Awkward. So from all of us here at the Brain Ladle Trivia Podcast, this is Devo with Andy. So long, Ladle Brainers. Kells? Uh, the whole point of the doomsday machine is lost. If you uh, keep it a secret, why didn't you tell the world, eh? <laughs> and, and Neil. So you guys had a couple of good patent quotes. Here's another one. You can't run an army without profanity, and it has to be eloquent profanity. An army without profanity couldn't fight its way out of a piss-soaked paper bag. (laughs) (laughs) Signing off. Uh, Greetings and salutations to all you good trivia people out there. I know what you're thinking. Hey, I really enjoyed this show. Uh, How can I get a little more? Well, here to help you out. You can look up these good people on Twitter at Ladle Brain. Or if Facebook's more your deal, you can look them up at Brain Ladle Productions. Hey, they've even got their own webpage. It's uh, BrainLadleTrivia.com. Uh, now, if you're feeling generous, you can join a Patreon. 
where if you donate $10 or more, you can even get yourself a fancy show invite. How about that? Until we meet again, this has been 44, and I'm glad you joined us. Hope I'm out. The preceding podcast was presented by Brain Ladle Productions, all rights reserved.